This talk was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of the North Church, as part of the 2023 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. Welcome to Summer Training Project. Or should I say, Winter Training Project. Yeah, those are some dad jokes. Expect more of those. Uh, I am a dad. Uh, You might have seen my little kids running around. Uh, I have the four-year-old little girl, Charlie, and I have the one-and-a-half-year-old wrecking ball, uh, Owen, and uh, they're a ton of fun. And so one of our favorite things about Project is all these students who are here who get to, like, our kids get to meet so many different people and I'm sure are somewhat terrified of all of you. And so, but it's really awesome to be out here. And then if you see my wife, Lindsay, she's got red hair and she's the one shepherding those kids around all over the place. But I'm Chase, Chase Walker. Um, I'm on staff with Campus Outreach St. Louis uh, at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. And uh, I'm gonna be the project director with you guys this summer. And so, so excited, so excited. (laughs) Seriously, yeah, so glad that you guys are here. Uh, Brings me back to my first project, uh, which would have been like 11 years ago. I think it was 2013 was my first summer project. And so it's been a while, Um, but man, it's so fun. Uh, But I'm also sure that there's a lot of you who are walking in and you're like, what, like, what am I walking into? Like, what is this place? Who are these people? What am I getting into? And uh, where is it? There's probably like a hundred different like secret acronyms and ways of referring to things already. What's the four story? What's the two story? Surely those are self-explanatory enough for you guys, but uh, it's a ton of fun though. And so uh, our goal tonight is to just introduce project, kind of give you some, some understanding of, hey, where are we going this summer? What's the point of this time? What's the point of being down here in Myrtle Beach? Hopefully you have somewhat of a picture of that. Otherwise, you must have just jumped in a car with somebody and ended up down here in Myrtle Beach. But uh, give you a little picture of where we're going. And so um, the goal of Project, like why are we here? The goal of Project is for you to have a lifetime of following Jesus and laboring for him. All right. The goal of Project goes beyond Project. The goal project is for you to have built a foundation, a starting place where you will be walking with Christ, following him and laboring for him for a lifetime. To build up some of those things that we can train you in, equip you in right now, that you're going to be like tapping back into years and years and years down the road. And I'm sure a lot of the staff who are old and have the years to kind of dip back on project can tell you, A lot of my habits of walking with Jesus, a lot of the understandings of who God is, who I am, I can trace back to that first summer project and getting to be here in these kinds of dynamics with with God's people in in an incredible place and just getting to learn so much about God's word. And so um, that's our hope for you. And uh, I think a picture of this is like, what is project supposed to be like? It's meant to be like a little um, greenhouse. And so my grandparents, live out in the country and they grow a bunch of like plants and all kinds of different stuff and uh, but they'd always start out their tomatoes in a little greenhouse hutch like this like just this little low to the ground thing they'd plant all their tomatoes in there and when their tomatoes got big enough they would move their tomatoes out into the field where they would grow out the rest of their time and so project is designed to be like this 
Like, project is meant to be a greenhouse. It is not designed uh, optimally as the place, like, this is the ideal environment that you should spend the rest of your life in. That's just not true. Project's crazy in a lot of different ways. Uh, project is designed to be this kind of place where, like, you get maximum growth in two months, right? And uh, I'm sure we don't do that perfectly, but that's kind of the goal. It's a place for you to grow and to get kind of transplanted back into the field to continue growing afterwards. And so if gardening isn't your kind of analogy, um, maybe it's like project less designed as a home and more designed as a gym, right? It's, it's here to, you're coming here to get trained. You're coming here to kind of that environment of kind of building the kind of muscles that you need uh, to do what you're gonna do. So, um, but I think the whole of it, if you're thinking about it in this way, is that the point of project is past project because what Christ calls us to uh, is a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? What Christ calls us to is a lifetime of pursuit of him. What he's calling us to is not to like just get out of the gates great. He calls us to run the race and finish the race with him. A lifetime of obedience to him in the same direction. And that's what we're trying to equip you guys with this summer. So my goal for tonight is to introduce you to the to the theme of project in a way that's going to empower you to run this leg of that marathon, like summer project. How can you do summer project as well as you can to spend your time here to get the most out of project that you possibly can for the marathon of your life following Christ? And so uh, my uh, sub goal is to do that in a way where you don't fall asleep on me. Uh, Who's tired from a long day of driving? Some of you? Okay. So, um, Realizing that last year, the people who were on project last year and maybe in years past, um, following this time, uh, you'd wake up in the morning, there'd be a job perspective, and then you'd head off to work at 7 a.m. We're not doing that this year, which is great. So tomorrow, you don't head right off to work. Tomorrow, we're going to do some more detail-oriented project orientation and those kinds of things. But uh, tonight, just want to set the theme, set the tone for the rest of project. And so the theme, uh, every year we have a theme for project, right? And, and so that's the flavor of this year's project. There's been a lot of summer projects, but what is this year's project gonna be all about? It's a unique twist that maybe directs us this year compared to other years. And so the theme for this project comes from the passage Hebrews 12, one through two. And so I'm gonna read that for you guys. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, so from this verse... Um, we see that we need to look to Jesus to run this race that he has set before us. And that's our theme. Uh, It is, for those of you who are completely unobservant, it is look. Right? Yeah, there it is. You you walked in the door and got stickers of it, and uh, it's on your books and on the bottom of my slides. I hope you guys picked it up, but look, that's going to be our theme. which seems pretty simple, but actually a lot of our life as Christians boils down to where we look. And I think what we see from this Hebrews passage is he says, hey, we have this race. Let us also run this race of endurance. And, and maybe we can put the verse back up there. Um, there's a lot of things we're called to, but let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How do we do that? 
looking to Jesus. Man, sometimes I dip into this pretty hard. Um, and so I, I think what this verse does is, is it shows us that to run this race with endurance, to do this summer project well, to get the most out of your time here, it's less about sweat and it's more about sight. Where am I looking? And that's what we're going to look at and see um, tonight. So there's a few different things. I want to trace kind of a look. Where are we looking throughout this passage? And I want to trace that look and maybe show you how that can kind of look in your life. Man, I'm saying look so much. (laughs) You hear it in yourself. Um, So trace that look all throughout this passage. And, uh, And yeah, so the first part of this look, what does it mean to look to Jesus uh, is it starts out uh, with a selfless self-awareness. Okay, so if we look back at that passage, it says this. Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, a little bit of context for this passage. So this is coming at the end of Hebrews 11, which is uh, often called the Hall of Faith. So all of these people all through the history of God's people who followed Christ, uh, followed God, waiting for Christ, hoping for Christ, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all these people. And they ran their race with endurance. What? Waiting for the promise of God. And we get to this passage, and he says, hey, we're surrounded by a cloud of these witnesses. These people who have ran the race before, they're now spectators of our race, watching us run. But what does he say to do? Because of that, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And I think what this points us to is a selfless self-awareness. If you want to do a project well, you need to look at yourself in a selfless kind of way. So um, uh, I think a great example of this are athletes. Athletes are aware of where their body is all of the time, 100% of the time, right? They know exactly what their body is meant to do and where it should be at all times without really focusing on themselves, right? Like they teach you playing basketball really early to look up from the ball. But you're aware all the time of where the ball is, where your hand is, where your body is, right? That's the kind of awareness we're called to um, in this, to run this race. Uh, A negative example of this is my son, Owen. So if you've been watching him walking around on project, you've probably seen him on the ground about as much as you've seen him walking. Uh, He's learning, uh, but he is not very good at it. Lindsay likes to say he never looks down. So Owen walking around never looks down. Like, watch it. If he's walking around, just lay something on the ground in front of him and just see what happens. He'll just keep going, and then he'll bite the dust. Why? Because he has zero self-awareness, right? None at all. He just walks, and then whatever he clips, he's on the ground. You can't run the race like that. Do you see that? Like, uh... He calls us to lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely while looking to Jesus. You can't be Owen. You can't have any, no self-awareness at all. Otherwise, constantly in this race, you're going to be tripped up. You're going to be eating dirt constantly walking with Christ. Does that make sense? This summer project is designed to help you have a self-awareness of who you are. A self-awareness of the kinds of things, the weights and the sins which cling so closely and trip you up. We want to help you look down and notice the kinds of things in your life that are preventing you from living out what God is calling you to live, right? 
to notice the kinds of assumptions that you have about God that are constantly tripping you up and to go to his word and have the word reflected back to you as a mirror, like James says, so that you can realize what you're really like and let the word of God change you. Or to realize, to have the kind of self-awareness that says, hey, like, how come whenever I want to share my faith, I, I, I clam up, I freeze up in the moment? To have the kind of self-awareness that lets you know, why do I keep tripping up in the same places in the same ways all the time? Does that make sense? This project is designed to help you look down so you can not get tripped up all the time. But in such a way that takes your eyes off of yourself. So if all we were called to do in this life is to like just look at ourselves and self-analyze and, and just, you know, what do I need and what's causing me problems? We'd never actually get to where we're called to go in the race. We, we are called to look to Jesus. We need a self-awareness that's actually selfless. I need to understand what trips me so I can remove it so I can get my eyes up to Jesus. Does that make sense? I think just the way that this kind of plays out on project is uh, maybe the first day on project. So my first day of college, um, I remember walking around in a complete haze because I was so inward, self-focused, wondering like, how are people seeing me? And like, what do they think about me? And, and like, do they think I'm cool? Do they not think I'm cool? Do they know the things I did in high school? Like, well, they think that's cool, right? Like, you just kind of caught in this whirlwind because I wasn't just self-aware, I was just focused down in on myself. And man, uh, I can imagine if you're like me coming to project for the first time, that can be a temptation for you in the room on project. Hey, bunch of brand new people, bunch of brand new relationships. Who are these people in my room? And their temptation might be to just focus in on myself. What do they think about me? Are they, do they think I'm Christian enough? Do they think I'm not Christian enough? That I'm too Christian? That I, you know, do they think I'm cool? Whatever. Does that make sense? I want to help you guys for the rest of the project get your eyes off of yourself. Maybe to look down enough to realize that's actually happening, but then get your eyes off yourself and look at Christ. And so that's what project is for. So we're called to look to Jesus. And I think as we look to Jesus, man, who Jesus is captures our sight, captures our vision in an incredible way. How is Jesus described in this passage? He's described as the founder and the perfecter of our faith. What a cool way to refer to Jesus. Um, I don't know about a lot of like the founding of things, but like I think this is pretty rare and actually the only time it's ever happened. Uh, the founder of something actually being the one who perfected it, right? So like Naismith invented basketball back in 18 whatever. And uh, did he perfect basketball during his lifetime? No, absolutely not. Uh, we looked up a clip just before this of them playing basketball in the 1940s, and it was, it was cute, you know? Like, that, that's where basketball was by the time of his death in 1940, 1939. Um, it, you know, it, it's cute. He founded the sport, but he definitely didn't perfect it, right? Uh, or you, you think about found, uh, the founding of airplanes, right? Those guys uh, flying that, like, what looked like a kite in Kitty Hawk or whatever. Like, they maybe founded it, but they definitely didn't perfect it. Jesus is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. He's both the starting line and the finish line of the Christian faith. He's both the source 
and the sustainer of what it means to be a Christian. What he has accomplished on that cross as both God, the one who we can't relate to because of our sin, and yet man, the one dying in our place for our sin, it's unheard of, right? Like, it is the climax of history. Uh, He is everything. There's nothing in our faith that does not feature Christ directly at the center. We have to get our eyes off of ourselves and onto him. Everything from the word, from evangelism, from worship, everything that we're going to be doing this summer, we're going to say, how can we direct our eyes up to Christ? So what's this mean for this summer? Uh, This summer, we're going to be reading through a book uh, in the mornings for devotional times, and it's uh, the book of Mark. The book of Mark is a biography of Jesus's life. And Bergie's going to give us a uh, kind of overview of Mark and the themes and the ways that we can see Jesus and his story through that book. Uh, but my encouragement to you is, like, look for Jesus there. We want everything we're doing is so that we can see Jesus. In Mark, I want you to be looking for, like, see his tenderness with the weak, right? Watch how Jesus actually sees people that no one else would even look at. The blind, the beggars, the prostitutes. When you read the book of Mark, you're going to see somebody who's constantly looking, constantly seeing people. It's awesome. See his authority with the proud, right? Like Jesus and the kind of the, the substance he carried himself with. See his power over people, rulers, demons, and creation. Then see this man that set his eyes on the cross to go secure your salvation. Because when we look to Jesus, we see Jesus up on that cross looking back at us, Okay. We look to Jesus, and Jesus looks to us. He had you in his sights when he died on that cross. Uh, we see in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, it says, For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. When you think of Jesus dying on the cross, do you think of this like general amazing moment? Or do you see the most important moment in your story, in your race, in the life that he has set before you to run? When you look to Jesus, you see him looking back at you because the joy that was set before him, that's you and me, right? The joy that was set before him is the joy of pouring out his life, pouring out his blood so that your sins would be washed away, so that you could be drawn into the presence of God, so that you could really know God. That's what he's doing. Like, look at Jesus and see him looking back at you with love in his eyes. He was looking to you. And that's what actually helped him to endure that cross. If we're called to endure this race, he endured his race because he was looking to you. For the joy that was set before him, that's your joy. And then, okay, so we look in, we look down really to kind of wipe out all the things that are tripping us up. That's what we want to help you do this summer. We want to help you look to Jesus and see him at the center of everything about our faith, everything that we're trying to do and build in ourselves. We see him looking back at us. And then I think Jesus helps you to actually see other people. When we look to Jesus, he helps you to actually look out and see other people. This is a passage from Philippians 2. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. 
Jesus makes you others interested. Okay? Does that make sense? When you look up to Jesus, he helps you actually look around. So if you remember my first day on um, uh, the college campus, I was so absorbed in myself. I know I met a ton of people, and I don't remember any of them, right? I was too focused on myself, how I was coming across to people, that I couldn't actually look outside of myself and be interested in another person. And uh, if we can be honest, you probably met a ton of people just now in the past hour who told you their names, who told you where they were from, who might have told you about their life or maybe their drive-in. And do you remember it? Ooh, it's tough. It's tough in moments like this, right? Because we're so, oh, it's so easy to kind of focus in on ourselves, to get so self-focused that we can't get our eyes off of ourselves up to Christ and then actually interested in the people that are around us. Man, this project is not like we don't mail you a packet at home, right? Like we don't mail you a packet at home that's going to make you understand the word and, and good at sharing your faith and all these different things, right? Like why? Because community is a huge part of how that works. You showed up this summer in a lot of ways because you heard people talking about this summer and it sounded fun. And I guarantee you they mentioned the community that was here. We want this time for you guys, the next two months, to be a time where it's like, I am actually able to build relationships with other people. Real selfless life-giving and exchange relationships because I'm able to get my eyes off myself and actually love other people the way that Christ has loved me uh, and the way that he loves other people as well, right? We look to Jesus and we have that mind because that's Christ's mind. That's his love for other people as well. So... Um, yeah, I, I think this, though, if we can get our eyes off ourselves and look into Christ, it changes everything. Uh, there's this passage, not passage, uh, lyrics to a song. It's called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, and uh, really great. And so maybe we can sing it at some point this summer. Um, but the lyrics go like this. They're not on the screen. I keep looking at it like I put them up there. Uh, it goes like this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That's what I want for you guys. So tomorrow, when you're meeting more people and, and mixing it up, and you notice that your eyes are kind of set on yourself, and you're like wondering how you come across to all these, I want you to, to stop, have some self-awareness, and to say, look your, like, say it in your head, like, look up to Christ and realize that that Christ loves you, that you are unshakably secure in him, that he delights in you. He thinks you're awesome. Like he, he, he loves you. And for you to go, oh man, I'm okay. Get your eyes off yourself and actually be interested in the people around you. Does that make sense? Like that changes everything if you're able to do that. What else does it change? Looking at Jesus takes evangelism. We're going to be doing evangelism training this summer. And it takes evangelism and it makes it less about what I'm going to say. Anybody been there? What this other person is thinking of me. Anybody been there? And make it more about the grace of a loving Savior for a harassed and helpless people. Eyes off myself and on Christ. Uh, looking to Jesus, it makes studying your Bible less about doing it right and more about finding Jesus there. Does that make sense? Like, are you content to read the Word this summer and not actually see Jesus? Don't be, right? Like, let this summer help you build a habit, not just of, like, 
regularly getting the word, but a habit of actually finding Jesus in the word and finding him in a way that actually like breathes life into your life. Um, there's a friend of ours on campus and uh, had a lot of conversations like, hey man, you should be getting the word and stuff. And, and he was like, I just don't see what the point is. Like, what, like what's the good of it? Like, why does that matter? And I just think that that's a guy that has just boiled reading the Bible down to a task you're supposed to do to be Christian. It's like, no, like that's not it. What it is, is to find Jesus. Uh, ask your D group. Like, okay, so we're going to be doing D group times where you're going to get to small group with your room and get to like do life with each other. It's part of how we're setting up project for you guys. Ask them at D group time. What would it look like to be a room that looks to Jesus rather than ourselves in D group time? How would that change the kinds of conversations that we're having together? And I'd love for you to just keep thinking about that. What does that look like? What is looking to Jesus? How does that affect work? How does that affect worship? How does that affect your free days, your rest, and your fun? So, uh, all of this, that's my hope for you guys. To look to Jesus this summer. This summer project is the time to do that. To look down, look in, get self-aware, see the things that are tripping you up, and set your eyes on Jesus. Does that make sense? If you can do that, if you can aim at that, man, that's the point. That's what we're here for. So how to make the most of the project? Do those things. One, ultimately to do those things. But also, I just want to give some like advice. Uh, one, with the people around you, be open, okay? Like, be open enough to kind of let people get in and get to know you and build relationship and connection. Be open. Uh, second, be teachable, okay? When we're coming to trainings, like, you invested two months of your summer to be down here. Good on you. Like, that's awesome. Uh, get the most out of it that you can. Be teachable. Come to these times looking for something to help you out. Um, but then, yeah, lastly, just uh, set your eyes on Christ. And so I'd love to pray, and then we'll set up some announcements and stuff that we're going to be doing for the next couple of days. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this room who was willing to spend two months of their summer, uh, albeit at the beach, uh, but two months of their summer to invest in their walks with you. And God, I pray that you would meet them there. God, as they look to you, uh, that they would find you in uh, when they... Um, yeah, when they seek after you, God, that you meet them there, and God, that they would get a glimpse of who you really are. God, I pray over the next few weeks that uh, the relationships that are built on this project, uh, the things that are learned, and um, God, the time that is spent is time that glorifies you and brings pleasure to your name. And uh, God, I also just ask that, um, yeah, God, that you would be glorified in this, um, and uh God, that we could have some good sleep tonight, and uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2023 Summer Training Project, hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of the North Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.